At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Thursday here on this program, you know what that means? Last night, AEW Dynamite. We'll have a recap of the show later on here in the program. What you think of the show last night? Lots of uh, lots of interesting things. We're, we're heading towards the Winter is Coming show, which is taking place in two weeks, which is where we are going to get the Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson match. And that, of course, leads to... Well, we'll see where that leads, because the next pay-per-view is not until March, but we do have a Battle of the Belt show coming up in early January, and they are very strongly pushing MJF as a future contender for Hangman's title. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they what they do. Got a lot of updates from the show. We've got updates on Rampage is coming Friday. We'll have non-spoiler lineup for the Rampage show. And yes... We will talk about Cody lighting himself on fire at the end of that Dynamite show last night. I got stuff to say about that. God bless the guy, but I'm not sure about lighting yourself on fire. But we'll talk about that, as well as Beth Phoenix, who is leaving NXT after War Games on Sunday. She is the second person to announce that they're leaving NXT after Scotty to Hottie. And... We'll talk about why she says she's leaving and where she actually might be going. And I think Mike actually talked about this a couple of days ago. We've got WWE's new program clearing a pathway from college athletics to WWE. They're all in on this no more indie workers deal. It's all going to be training them from scratch, from college. We'll tell you about that here today, as well as Dana White getting covid War Games, ratings, the NXT War Games Go Home Show, and much, much more. Plus, a big, exciting announcement after the break, everybody. Stick around. Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. And yesterday on this program, I announced that this coming Tuesday, Dan Housen is going to be on the show. We're talking about his, his recent injury and his recovery and just plug a bunch of merch. But in addition to that, by popular demand... Uh, the Twitch homies here, you may not know this, perhaps you do, but they they raised $1,200 to pay for me to do this program in an Orca costume. 
and we had not chosen a day yet. I had wanted to do a Tuesday because I thought it might be fun to do a raw report as Oreo the Orca. But it was suggested to me, why don't you why don't you do it on the Tuesday that Danhausen is on? And so I I uh I don't know how to explain what I did. I basically asked Danhausen if he cared. But anyway, the point is this coming Tuesday, Oreo the Orca will be co-hosting this show with Mike Sempervivi. And we will be interviewing Danhausen. Danhausen and Oreo the Orca. One time only. You ain't ever going to see this again. This coming Tuesday on Wrestling Observer Live, so you can all look forward to that. I'm pretty excited. Bro, you better be ready to step up that day. I'm not even sure I can do this. Why? I don't know. I've never even put the thing on in this this room. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the mic in there. Yes, you can. You got several days to plan for it's, this. It's not about do? It's, it's not about my mental. Uh, no, you're right. It's, it's not about it's you. Physical. It's not about you. These people donated a whole bunch of money for you to throw this thing on, and really, why they donated the money was to help uh, Whale Scout and to actually do you know real things in nature. So that's why they really did it. But also, they get the extra advantage of seeing you as Oreo the Orca. So what are you going to do? raise this money say you're going to do it bring danhausen on and then not do it i think you better figure out let me make it very clear i said i would wear the costume during the show which i will do the show may be 60 minutes of me sitting here saying nothing in a whale costume i will attempt i will attempt to do the show wearing the costume one way or the other i will be in costume whether i can actually physically do the rest of the show you may be doing a lot of talking that day we're going to find out this coming Tuesday, everybody. And yes, it will be free here on Twitch and YouTube and Sports Byline. Replays at video.f4wonline.com, so don't miss out. Why don't you get Danhausen to actually get in an Orca costume as well, too? That kills the gimmick. Mm. Our faces will look very similar, I think. Black and white. Uh. Let's talk about the news here. So last week we talked about how Scotty Tuhati announced that he was leaving NXT. He said, you know, I always promised myself that I would never do a job just for the money. And I have found of late that I am, in fact, doing this just for the money. And so he, he put in his notice. And we were we were essentially told by somebody that, uh, you know, this is a bigger story than people think. And he ain't going to be the last. And sure enough, here we are. Beth Phoenix will be departing the NXT commentary desk following War Games. She issued a statement today announcing she's decided to step away from her weekly NXT commentary role to spend more time with her family. She noted she will remain part of WWE. Phoenix has been a member of the NXT commentary team alongside Vic Joseph and Wade Bear. Ahead of War Games, I wanted to share that this Sunday will be my final night in NXT. While I will remain a part of WWE, I've made the choice to step away from the weekly broadcast booth to spend more time with my family. This is not an easy decision. I have loved my three-plus years and 135 episodes of NXT. I'm incredibly proud of the brand. She does not. Uh, she's not as hard as uh, Scotty Tuhati was on the situation. But I think that uh, Mike yesterday suggested that at the Royal Rumble, they could do The Miz and Maurice, or either that or day one. Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. And I think there's a very good chance that that could happen. But we also saw the situation with uh, uh, Karrion Cross, 
where he was on the main roster and also in NXT for a period there. So it's not like she couldn't do the main roster feud with Miz and Maurice and also do commentary for NXT. She's just decided she is done with NXT. And whatever that means, she says it's due to family. But uh, this also, again, may not be the last person. Because no matter what you guys think about me or Mike or anybody else who tells you that they think that this NXT 2.0 sucks, do not fool yourself into thinking that people who have been there for a long time, I mean, trust me on this. There are people who have been there for a long time, and they don't like it anymore. It's not what it used to be. It's not as fun as it used to be. And this is not like an isolated incident right here. There will be more, whether it's talent or people that work behind the scenes, that based on the way it is now, NXT 2.0, as compared to what it was before, they don't like it anymore. And that's okay. But don't get mad at me about it. I guess it really all depends on the time frame when she is going to step away from doing the announcing because, and I know people would hate the thought of this, but, you know, Edge and Miz at WrestleMania, I mean, are they going to start something around day one that kicks off at Royal Rumble and then goes on to Mania? Is this just going to be for Royal Rumble? Who knows, you know, and, and whether Beth is going to be involved or not, not sure, but Maurice was out there for really no reason at all on Monday night, so there, there's probably got to be a reason that that she is there and, and aligned her, you know, with her husband, uh, bucking up against Edge. And with this news about Beth leaving, uh, you know, it just makes sense that they would try to do something. Could it be family over the product? It certainly could be. I think they live in the Carolinas. I have no idea how old their kids are, other than they're married with kids, which we saw when Seth Rollins broke into their house, but. It's not easy, you know, if he's going to be on the road more or doing more or whatever it's going to be here. It's not easy on your family, especially if your kids are in school, which I believe that they are. So it may just be good timing for her to kind of look at the scene and go, eh, you know, I'm out of here. But, you know, I'm sure it probably does have something to do with family. Although, like Brian mentioned, we've all heard this. Everybody is has heard people backbite or give their opinion at the very least who work down there about their thoughts on some of the changes that are being made. And they're obviously very polarizing. They flip the show completely upside down. So the more you hear of people as time goes on, giving their real opinion about some of the things that are shaking out and taking place. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised. Somebody on the uh, Twitch chat, uh, Twitch chat here says uh, WWE seat warmer or only watching Joe Gacy, which is the worst fate. So I think this is in reference to a video that came out yesterday. Uh, somebody was uh, working as a seat filler for WWE, and I guess they took a video of, of the requirements of being a seat filler. And uh, apparently for some people this was like a giant scandal. But uh, let me answer the question and tell you all something real quick. Watching Joe Gacy is 500 million times worse than being a WWE seat filler. I've been a WWE seat filler. Why would anyone think that this is a bad job? I mean... I guess if you don't want to go to Raw, it would be a bad job, but why would you volunteer to be a seat filler if you didn't want to go to Raw? WWE has seat fillers, okay? And it's not just WWE. Millions of, I shouldn't say millions, but it's extra work. all sorts of, of different events, whether it's anything that you're going to air on television is probably going to end up having like a sporting event or whatever, or I know some entertainment uh, deals have seat fillers. 
It's a job because they don't want empty seats on television. And so what a seat filler does is you actually get a nice seat and it's free. And the reason it's a nice seat is because if somebody in the third row gets up to go to the bathroom, they don't want that empty seat. So they rush you down to fill that seat until the person comes back. Now, in order for you to rush down, you got to be pretty close. And the seat filler seats, when I did this job, were, were like right there by the hard cam. And the reality is there aren't a lot of people in front of the hard cam that leave for extended periods of time. So I was never moved once. And quite frankly, I don't even know anybody that I went with that did that job that was ever moved once. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with this job. It's a great job. You sit there in a great seat and you watch the show for free. And then, like, if you're needed, you go down and you come back. Uh, Joe Gacy, a horror. Back in a moment, Observer Life. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So apparently the, the whole story around this deal I just talked about was... Uh, this video came out about the seat fillers, and I guess people were, were you know, bringing it up because I had also reported that there are people in WWE that thinks that Tony Khan has been buying tickets for the UBS arena to make sure that they sell or that they have more people in the building than WWE. So first off, these things are, are totally different. If, and he's not, but let's just say that somebody was buying tickets uh, to fill up a building, okay? That's totally different than seat fillers. Seat fillers don't get paid. There's a person in charge of the seat fillers, and they they say, hey, uh, you got a dozen buddies that want to go to the show for free. We'll get them in, but they have to be seat fillers. And you're actually not uh, putting people in seats that would have been purchased. The seat fillers sit next to the hard cam, where they're not selling tickets anyway. So that's a completely different thing. But is it is it pertains to people think that Tony Khan is buying tickets for AEW shows. Tony Khan is not buying tickets for AEW shows. And when I talked the other day about how there are people in WWE who think that he is buying tickets, because I guess they can't wrap their heads around the fact that UBS Arena, AEW is selling way more tickets than WWE did, I want to make it abundantly clear that this is not like one person, okay? First off, I've been hearing people say this for months now. Okay, I heard it again a few days ago when I talked about it on the air. I had people coming out of the woodwork telling me that they'd heard the exact same thing. This is not like, oh, there's one or two people that have, you know, sources or what. This is multiple people. This is a belief by people in WWE that Tony Khan is buying tickets for these shows because that's the only way that AEW could sell more tickets than WWE. It is a slight form of, of madness. Slight. But it's just hilarious because, like, we literally are – we've got people that are, are pretending like it's 1995 again. 
And you've got, oh, this Tony Khan's got, you know, millions or billions. Dad's got billion, whatever. Poor Vince struggling to get by. Oh, you guys realize on. that Vince, Vince has so much money. Who is He's doing a billionaire. That? I want you to point to the idiot that's doing that because I don't believe you. I'm not, I don't believe you. I'm telling you, don't. dude. Bro, it's, it, there are so many people that have told me this. Well, look, I, and, and I know a couple that have said the same thing. I think part of it's they're taking the, you know, <laughs> making a, I, I think they're joking in some ways. Maybe they're not. I, if Tony Khan's got more money than Vince McMahon, and I know that probably bothers Vince McMahon, but that's how, you know, life works. Somebody's going to have more money than you. He could, he could buy a receipt for every building forever, forever at retail. Doesn't I mean it doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense of buying tickets from day one of those UBS sales. AEW was rocking. Why would they not be? They're brand new. They have a, a jacked up fan base. They're going to places they haven't been before. They're, I mean, it's just it's bizarre. It's not just slight. If anybody actually believes that, they're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. You know, there's not even proof that he's buying tickets and giving them to a charity. Usually we hear when teams do that or when somebody does that. That's not what they're doing. It's just bizarre. And to almost give it any oxygen at all, that type of story, is really does everybody a disservice. And it just plays into the I'm going to plant my flag, you plant your flag, and we're going to battle back and forth nonsense with fans. But it's just bizarre, and it's it's silly, and frankly, it's stupid. You know what's ironic? What's ironic is that uh, Tony Khan is buying no tickets for the UBS arena, but WWE was doing two-for-one deals. They were doing, yeah. So if I buy one ticket, you give me a free seat. You're Anyway, let's talk you know, about— It's silly. Let's talk silly. about some other news and get off this ticket thing, because it's, it's very nutty. WWE has announced the launch of a new program to create a clear pathway— from college athletics to WWE. Because we don't want any more of those indie vanilla midgets anymore. It was announced today WWE established an NIL program for college athletes. It allows athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness while still in college. The first NIL deal in WWE history was announced in September with Olympic gold medalist wrestler Gable Steveson signing with the company. Gable Steveson's brother is also signed to the company, but they made him change his name. That's another story. The name of WWE's program is Next in Line. Following a historic new policy by the NCAA effective July 1, which ushered in the NIL era, allowing college athletes the ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness, WWE has constructed a comprehensive program to recruit and develop potential future superstars. Dubbed Next in Line, the NIL program aims to enhance the talent development process through collaborative partnerships with college athletes from diverse backgrounds. So as we've noted for a while now, there's been a total shift in the way that WWE hires folks for developmental. A few years ago when AEW was getting started, it was sign everybody off the indies. Whether, whether we think they will be a star or not, sign everybody to make sure that nobody can go to AEW. And so they just signed every, like, everybody was getting signed to WWE. Then, of course, you know, AEW took off and everything was going fine and NXT lost this war. And then they start just 
axing people left and right. The, the number of people they've axed this year, I forget the number, but it's like a ridiculous number of people they've axed, axed off the developmental, NXT, main roster, just cut, 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 cut. Now, we do not want any independent workers in developmental. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure they'll sign one or two, but they want to get you out of college. Oh, you were a great volleyball player? You can be a WWE superstar. You were a wrestler. You were a bobsledder. Whatever it is, they want to get you out of college or the Olympics, teach you how to be a wrestler, and then have you be a superstar up there on the main roster. When they started firing everybody, I said it then. I'll say it now. Don't quit wrestling. Go work the indies. Go work Ring of Honor, Impact, whatever. In two years, they're going to be looking for you again, okay? It's a phase by Vince McMahon. He he didn't like the way things were going, so he wants to do a full 180. He's going to get frustrated with it like he always does, and he's going to go back to wrestlers. So if you got fired or if it's your dream or whatever, go work indies. Don't try and get into the Olympics. Go work indies, and you're going to have your shot again at some point. It's inevitable. It's, uh, you know, I asked a lot of people after Gerald Briscoe left, who's filling that, with the exception of William Regal, who is looking at amateur wrestlers? Who's going to do all that stuff? Because, I mean, it was essentially, it was Gerald Briscoe. And a lot of people didn't have that interest, now, even by his own, you know, <laughs> admission that he was really one of the only ones that would, would go do this stuff. So they needed to really establish to me a pipeline and a program for college wrestling, for sure. Now, college football players, obviously, they've gone after volleyball players, basketball players, all that sort of stuff. So to have a system in place, especially now where you can, I don't know what the term is. It used to be before you would sponsor somebody, like in the AWA, Vern Gagne was a big part of the amateur wrestling uh, uh, scene, Eddie Graham, guys like that in different places, and they would fund guys and people that were trying to make the Olympics and do things internationally, they would fund that. And then, of course, if once they were done that, of course, obviously, that the door would be open for them to walk in and start wrestling. So to have a system like that set up, I, I think, is is really good. And the fact that now, I guess, with and I don't know how this works with like what ATT does with the University of Miami students, but you can essentially I mean, obviously, there's money that can be given to these students. Now, there's things that can be done. And I think it's a good idea. The problem is. You can't just take a bunch of people that, man, I think I want, might want to do that for a living. Or, man, I really liked that when I was little. I mean, how many people really have that drive? How many people are naturals who weren't wrestling fans? How many people are you going to find that have been doing this stuff that haven't been wrestling that are going to be ready to go? And like Brian mentioned and other people have mentioned, within two years, it's going to change. It's going to have to change because how many people are you going to hit on? You know, you got the Casper brothers, you got the Stevenson brothers, you got some guys down there who are just recently coming in from the amateur ranks. You know, that's a good step up. Are they going to make it? Lots of guys have come into wrestling over the years who have wrestled amateur. They haven't made it. So we'll see. I mean, I just, uh, you know, for every Tony D'Angelo who gets a gimmick, who walks in, who doesn't have an experience, but the fans take to him because of the presentation, that's cool. That's one. You know, is he going to develop? How many more people are you going to bring in? I just think that the whole... The whole process, there's a good reason to have it. 
There certainly is, and they need to develop something like that and develop those lines. I'm just not sure. I mean, you cannot build your company out of people that don't wrestle, that don't have any experience, that just are walking in, and we're going to train them up. We've seen that not work. We've seen that not work for years and years and years and years. You're only going to get so many people who come in ice cold or don't have a main interest with this is all they've wanted to do in their life, like we see on the indie scene, and be successful. It, it's, it's almost impossible for it to happen. NXT on Tuesday, 637,000 viewers up 1.9%, 18 to 49, a 0.15. And uh, that was up 7% from last week. And this was the go-home show for War Games, which is coming up on Sunday. And yes, we will be doing a post-War Games show on Twitch and YouTube immediately after the show airs on Sunday night. Only for subscribers, by the way. You must subscribe to watch the post-show live. But the video will go up afterwards, video.f4wonline.com. Back in a moment with the Dynamite Report and more, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We're going to go into this uh, this dynamite report here in just a moment. Uh, but before we do, i got to say one quick thing that was in the news today that, uh, you know, it's probably going to make people mad, but you actually shouldn't get mad if you actually really think about this. And the problem is that on the Internet, a lot of people don't think about anything. Uh, but uh, are you guys aware that uh, Dana White got uh, covid the uh, head of UFC got COVID. Dana White and his family contracted COVID-19 over the Thanksgiving holiday. White revealed the news on Jim Rome's podcast, saying he and his family got the virus while at his vacation home in Maine last week. He said someone there had it, and when they got back, everyone tested positive. He said he does a cold plunge and steam every day, and when he couldn't smell eucalyptus in a spray he uses he knew there was an issue white who is fully vaccinated said he immediately called joe rogan who also had the virus for how he should attack it and immediately began an aggressive series of monoclonal antibodies nad drip and ivermectin so listen i just gotta ask this question okay this is not a political statement or anything like that. This is just a question that I want you all to think about, okay? The first thing that Dana White did when he got COVID was not call his doctor, but he called Joe Rogan. Now, before you get angry at what I just said, because I know people are fuming already, Let's just think about this for a second, okay? And I'm gonna make I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you I wanna I want you the listener to think about this for a second, okay? Unless you are unemployed and have never had a job, 
I want you to think about what your current job is or what your last job was, okay? I'll use my own job for it. The last actual real job I had, besides, you know, teaching jiu-jitsu, was I, I taught... I taught gymnastics, okay? Imagine whatever job you have. What was the last job that you had, Mike? Brian, I have like seven of them right now. Name one. Why? Uh, here with you. But besides this... Name a uh, non... Whatever, forget it. Just name a job. Booze business. Okay. Uh, you're. Let's say you're a bartender, stores. okay? Yes. Or let's say that, uh, you know, whatever, you're a mechanic. Mechanic's a great example. So can you imagine if you were a mechanic and uh, you were fixing somebody's car and your customer came up to you and started telling you that you were doing it wrong? And you said, what are you talking about? And they said, well, you know, this thing should, this air filter should be actually, you know, in the, in the wheel well. And you're like, what are you talking about? And they say... I read about it on the internet. Okay, so you're not a mechanic, but you're going to tell me how I'm going to do my job because you read about it on the internet. A, a parent comes up to me and goes, you're teaching that back handspring wrong. Bro, I was a, I got 300 medals here from gymnastics. What do you mean I'm teaching it wrong? Well, I read about it on the internet. Or, you know, you're uh, whatever, a bartender, for example, and they go, I want a white Russian. And so, I don't know what's in a white Russian. It's like milk and some liquor, right? Cream and vodka. Okay, so yes, you start yes. pouring the cream into it, and, the, and the, the, the customer starts yelling. You go, I don't want no cream in it. I want, there should be orange juice in that white Russian. And you're like, what are you talking about? I read about it on the Internet. Every single one of you listening has a job where if a customer came up to you and they told you that you were doing your job wrong, and they're going to tell you how to do your job because they read about it on the Internet, you would flip out at them. But for some reason, if the job is being a doctor, everybody knows how to do the job better than the doctor. Oh, I'm not going to go to my doctor. I've done my research on the Internet. I'm going to tell, I'm going to go to Joe Rogan, the guy on the radio. He's talked to a lot of people. He'll know more than my doctor about this medical issue. With all due respect, I don't believe him for a second. I'm not saying he didn't call Joe Rogan, but it's almost like, well, it's, it's trolling. It, it's trolling. And do you think that Dana White, who's already vaccinated, who's got all the money in the world, I'm sure he called a doctor. I'm sure he called a doctor. Oh, man, I'm already um, getting it. I'm already getting that's, it. That's fine. But I knew it. You know, it's just, it's, it's, I don't believe it for a second. I think it's, it's a dangerous thing. You know, are doctors perfect? No. Medical, I mean, there's a reason they call it medical practice. You know, sometimes not everybody reacts the same way to everything. It's just, it's, it's at this point, it's bizarre. It's just bizarre. And why people want to double down on it. And again, I don't believe him. I wouldn't believe Dana White if his tongue was notarized. I mean, just, he said, lies and flat-out falsehoods over and over and then gets called on him, and it's just it's ridiculous. So I don't believe this. If that's what people want to do, knock themselves out. But, you know, the it's just it's a silly thing where I'm going to listen to Joe Rogan. I'm going to listen to somebody on the Internet. I'm going to listen to 
conspiracy theorists and, and late night radio shows and, and shortwave radio mentality here, you know, to I just I don't know. It's 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 almost not even worth talking about. I don't again, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. And I think if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to do is talk to Joe Rogan instead of a doctor, I guess knock yourself out. Um, I, I just it's this is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Well, let's talk about dynamite here. You don't like it? Too bad. Do your own podcast. Don't tell me how to do my job. So we had uh, Brian Danielson and five Allen Angels. And Brian Danielson, as promised, kicked his head in and knee-barred him and submitted him. That was the end of Allen Angels. And uh, Hangman Adam Page was doing commentary. They claimed he was replacing Jim Ross, but he was basically just there for the angle. And they've announced that Brian Danielson and Adam Page is taking place in two weeks. Winter is coming, a championship match, free on television for everybody. And uh, they set that up here. And also next week, uh, they did an angle where John Silver uh, is going to be facing Brian Danielson in John Silver's hometown next week. And he is also going to get his head kicked in. Now, at the end, uh, we are not having the final match here in Adam Page's hometown, nor is the final match taking place in Aberdeen, Washington, Daniel Bryan's hometown. Uh, The show is actually taking place... In Dallas, because it's the home of the Cowboys. And I'd like to interview Tony Khan someday, and I want to ask him, like, how long this has all been planned? Because it is it is quite the deal that there just happens to be a Dark Order member from every city that they're running Rampage and Dynamite in. Seems like there might have been some long-term planning here. We had CM Punk beating Lee Moriarty. When uh, the show started today, I saw blokes in the chat going, my God, why was so, why was CM Punk so blown up? Because that's the story. They literally had MJF on commentary talking about, why is it taking this guy so long to beat Lee Moriarty? Why is it, I thought this guy was a top star. What's, that's the story. MJF is claiming that CM Punk is supposed to be a big star, but he's struggling to beat everybody. And MJF is threatening to obviously beat him as well. And uh, we don't have a date for their match, but uh, we did have a stare down between CM Punk and Wardlow afterwards. And they gave Wardlow a big win on this show. So it appears that Punk will have to go through Wardlow before he gets to MJF. And that was originally a match scheduled for the uh, the last pay-per-view, the, the full gear show, at least according to uh, Tony Khan's clipboard that was photographed on the sidelines of that game. Can I ask you one sec- uh, question about this segment? Yes. What exactly did Britt Baker do to be inserted into this? What Dude, sense did that make? She's been in CM Punk uh, has mentioned Britt Baker like three times in promos since uh since he showed up. He mentioned that uh that Britt Baker was a bigger star than MJF. He mentioned that uh I forget the other one. There was another one at uh anyway, he's mentioned her several times. And so MJF used that in the line that that, that uh, CM Punk is attempting to get into her pants. I guess it just it was weird when Adam Cole comes out, which was a complete, you know, Adam Cole comes out next segment doesn't say a word about it. He's pissed at Tony because he thinks Tony wants to mac on his girl, and then nothing is said about MJF basically calling her a skank, and then CM Punk basically calling him a skank too by wanting to get into into bed with her. It just didn't really. It was kind of a. Uh, it was, that well, was an interesting – there were a couple of interesting things. It was a good show, but there were a couple of glaring things that kind of were like, oh, this 
this didn't work out, I don't think, according to plan. I don't think that Adam Cole is going to be a heel over the long term. And at some point, he's going to turn babyface. And this is going to be the easiest feud in the world when CM Punk goes heel, which I think he will. Because I don't think he could have Adam Cole defending his girlfriend in the uh, in the uh, heel role. I would, but I guess uh, you'd nobody, have to turn her as well. But that's the thing. This nobody, will play I mean, she's, into something she's a at heel some now. point. They, they they turned her. I mean, she's. I mean, she, I don't think they ever. They never turned her from being a heel i mean that's the crazy part with her is everybody wants to cheer her anyway everybody is going to cheer her. she's got a gimmick that makes people cheer her. the the channel along with the dmd and all that sort of stuff so it's inevitable because for both you know nobody wants to boo adam cole either it doesn't seem like we had adam cole doing an entrance then he went to do commentary but then orange cassidy came out and then a brawl broke out and then they all left yeah, that was one of those glaring yeah, things. It's just a way to set up an angle. But it was very bizarre. Yeah. I guess Adam Cole was going to do commentary on this Wardlow match where Wardlow beat AC Adams, just squashed him. So that's leading, I'm sure, to uh, him and uh, CM Punk. We had the announcement that uh, that Phoenix is injured, and apparently he's not injured, so this is some sort of storyline. So on Friday, it is going to be Penta and Pac versus FTR. So that's uh, coming up on Friday. We had Darby Allen and Sting versus the Gun Club, the battle of two undefeated teams. The Gun Club no longer undefeated. Uh, Colton Gunn was pinned, so his streak ends. Darby Allen and Sting won. It was a fun match. Crowd was super into it. And uh, this leads to, uh, well, actually, we'll talk about Taz here in a moment. Had a Jericho interview where he was beaten up backstage. Presumably this was a pre-tape. It was done to keep him off this show and off Rampage because he's currently in uh, the U.K. doing a Fozzie tour, and so he is not available. Then we had a uh, segment with Taz and his crew and Leo Rush, and I don't have time to go into all of it, but I will just say when it was over, I fully expect Leo Rush and Dante Martin to eliminate all of Team Taz next week in the Diamond Battle Royal. Hallelujah. Because that Battle Royal is coming up next week. We had Ruby Soho beating Chris Statlander. A little sloppiness here and there, but overall it was a good match. And Soho won, and she will be going on to face Nyla Rose in the semifinals of the tournament. Rampage Friday, no spoilers. Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nice. FTR versus Death Triangle, this being Pac and Penta. And Jade Cargill will be facing, I forgot her name, but uh, uh, Janai Kai, a student of Thunder Rosa. I don't think I need to tell you what's going to happen in that match, if you cannot figure it out already. No spoilers. And then, of course, the main event was Cody and Andrade in a street fight. And the big spot at the end was Brandy came out, and boy, was she hated, and she poured lighter fluid all over a table, they lit it on fire. Cody and Andrade went through the table. Cody's back is on fire. He covers Andrade. Poor Andrade's chest is on fire. It was a disaster. We'll talk about this more on the Brian and Vinny show tonight. But uh, don't play with fire, everybody. And didn't we learn that when we were like five? Don't play with fire. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Other points in between. And the cruel, cruel morning. Turn the days of swim or sink. Living right is easy. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, you know, I said don't play with fire. But I mean, if you are going to play with fire, I recommend talking to a fireman and not Joe Rogan. Just wanted to throw that out there. Hey, did you know that tonight on the Brian and Vinny Show, we'll be talking AW and NXT 2.0. Craig lucked out. He's not on the show tonight to talk NXT 2.0. But I watched it. It was actually a good first hour. Then the second hour kind of fell off a cliff. But we're going to review that tonight. And you could review these shows with us if you win the final, the final auction through Whale Scout. The winner of the auction will be a co-host on the Brian and Vinny Show. All proceeds go to Whale Scout, a registered 501c3. And if you go to my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez, stick it up there at the top, you can get the link to eBay to make your bid. I believe the, let's see how many days we have left. I think we got, uh, we have one day, 23 hours left. So two days left to put your bid in. It's currently at $1,825. You got two grand lying around. What could possibly be better than helping review NXT 2.0 on the Brian and Vinny show. So head up there to eBay right now and check it out. Also got some more links up on my Twitter. We got a lot of other cool things. The Whale Scout hoodies, there's one left of each size. So if you look at that Whale Scout hoodie and you think, man, would I ever like that hoodie for Christmas? Well, you better get it now because they're going to be gone here soon. Uh, If you go to the fundraiser page, signed Landstorm bookmarks. He had a book club called Bookmarks, which provided bookmarks. He has signed them, and you can grab one for the uh, book lover in your life. Boy, would they be just amazed to get a signed Landstorm bookmark in their stocking. So so head up there and check that out. Lots of great stuff. And uh, that's it, everybody. We're going to wrap it up for today. Thanks, Mike, as always, callers and listeners. Twitch homies, YouTube, Sports Byline, WrestlingObserver.com. All of our loyal listeners, we'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Side Network. Side Network. Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.